bed than all hope, listeners. You're listening to Radio Grognard, the OSR podcast about stuff, with your host, Glenn Hallstrom. Hiya, folks. Old Man Grognard here. Happy Saturday. And an interesting Saturday it is, I think. I have a little bit going to be going to help clean out the game room over at my buddy Jimbo's house. We get to clean out the basement. Gage and I will be down there. Oh, boy. But, you know, as I told Gage, we game down there. We should help clean it. So, you know, anything I can do to help. So today, I want to talk about monsters getting better. And I'm not talking about they've been ill or something like that. I mean getting better at what they do. If you have some, like, semi-intelligent to intelligent monsters, they will improve over time if your campaign lasts for any length of time. So there's nothing wrong with them learning. And I will talk about this after this. Okay, monsters getting better. What I mean is, say you've got a group that you fight a tribe of orcs, a small tribe of orcs, say five or six, with a leader. And they do... X amount of damage. You manage to defeat them mainly because, you know, they're orcs. And they don't think ahead. But after their defeat, say they weren't all killed. Say they were reduced to half their number and the rest got away, including the chief. Now, the chief is the sharpest tool in the shed. But at the same time, he's very good at observing. In other words, he is not intelligent, but wise. He learns from his experience. And so three or four, five scenarios down the road, he meets you meet these same three orcs, only they have a few more now through birth, through sucking, you know, in, inter, intermingling with the tribe, whatever. And he's still the chief. And he remembers these guys. So now what is he going to do? He's going to start thinking differently. You know, and in fact, th- this this butt whooping they got way back in the early characters' development, the the player characters' development, made him start thinking, and maybe he's starting to change his tactics with any group or anything like that. And five five scenarios down the road, say the PCs are involved in a involved in a town that is being attacked by this vicious orc tribe, and it turns out it's these guys. Now they've got to the point where they can terrorize a small town. And say you kick their butts again, but not to a gross amount, or not to a gr- as gross a margin as the first time. So they get their butts handed to them again. A lot of butts in this episode. I don't know why. But basically... You carve them a new one, and so, and say that the leader's still alive, and they've reduced their numbers by a third. Say they had twelve, so they have nine left. Maybe the others didn't show up. They were supposed to be whatever. They were off picking berries. I don't know. So and so, he keeps learning, and say five more scenarios down the road. All of a sudden, he's a major threat to a major city, because. He is charismatic enough or bullying enough to get several other tribes under his control 
and they decide to attack this walled city. So now he has he is a real real threat. I like that. I like monsters learning that way. Now on the DM side, what I would be doing would be buffing, well, of course, buffing the monsters. But if you're going to keep these guys around, buff them between scenarios. If you're not using them, you just when you come back to use them, go okay. They they are this now. I'm going to add some more hit dice. Maybe give him a couple of intelligence points or a few more, a lot more wisdom. And if you're if you're doing a if if you're statting out the the leader. Even if you aren't standing out the leader, you should give them more hit dice and put some things in their special abilities, like down the bottom, that reflects how cunning he's becoming, how influential he's becoming, and how much of a leader he's becoming. I mean, it could be the point where the PCs could learn a few things about leadership from this guy. Also, it teaches the player characters because if you kick their butts once and you defeat them a second time by a lesser margin and a third time by a lesser margin and pretty soon it's getting dicey attacking a whole city, that's something. Maybe he even recruited things like ogres to help him or something like that. And this is, this is the start of a major, a major arch enemy. A major arch enemy with this with this character. So, yeah, all of a sudden you got a major villain on your hands. And so the player characters should start thinking about buffing where they need to buff if they go up against this guy again. Maybe do a little prep. And also, there's going to be a price on this guy's head in the town, in the city. And not only that, the player characters are going to realize that in order to stop this, we got to take him out. Him specifically out. Because they're all following him. So I encourage you guys to buff your monsters. Be, if, buff, buff with experience. If, like I said, they're going to become a regular thing. They're a regular Saturday night thing. You should really be looking at your monsters. Every time you start a new a start a new session, you should be looking at the adversaries, looking at the monsters and thinking, how can I plus this? You know, these guys have... Fought. It even goes for a type, the type of monsters. Say they run into another squad of orcs down the road. Three sessions in. It's, oh, it's these guys. Maybe they learned how to fight them better. Or maybe these guys have been influenced by the first group. and may, Or maybe it's a relative of this guy. And all of a sudden you notice... Here's the interesting thing. He's got such influence that all of a sudden every time you run into a squad of orcs... You notice they fight a little more efficiently than orcs usually do. They're not like a mob, but they're doing things like flanking and having archers and things like that. This should make the characters sit up and take notice. If not, give them a give them a, a wisdom roll or perception roll or whatever you want to do in their game in the game, or have some NPC wizard or something say, "Oh my goodness, you know they've attacked our town, but." I don't know. We've scared off orcs before, and these guys aren't scared. These guys have, like, morale through the roof. Because of this guy. Because they're winning. Outside of the PC's purview, this is another thing where, in the campaign world, life goes on. 
outside of their purview, they've been winning a lot of their skirmishes. They've been winning. I mean, they have they have ransacked and ran through towns. So they're becoming something of a reputation. So this is the kind of thing you have to think of. I wonder if there's a, like a reputation, uh, like a, a a reputation thing that you can come up with a a, a like a rule set for reputation that way. I mean, I know that smacks to other other genres like Oriental Adventures and stuff like that. But, but the whole thing is this guy's this guy's trouble. Now this guy has become a severe threat. And that, to me, that's that's great. That's that's really nice. If you can get your players to hate, absolutely hate a villain PC NPC, you're doing it right. So that's all I got for today. I'm going to go start my day. So if you want to talk to me about this or anything else, you can be holding me at oldmangrognardgmail.com or drop me a voicemail over an anchor. And we are monetized now, so as little as ninety nine cents a month, you can help support this program. I would really appreciate it. Thank you again, Jonathan Dorja, Wendell Jessen, Oliver Shriek, Mark C. Walring, Gilbert Soros, Juan Carlos Llewellyn, Daniel Reynolds, and Dan Craig. You guys are great. Don't forget Dan Craig's show, The Young Grognard, Y-U-N-G Grognard, and Mark C. Walring's show, The Yawning Owlbear Podcast. So, until I see you folks next time, keep the dice warm, and I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Questions? Comments? Send them to oldmangrognard at gmail.com. We'll see you next time when Radio Grognard is on the air. Thank you.